0: Hello and welcome to the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I am Jason Shear, senior editor of Wildcat Authority, and I am by myself tonight as Shelby is in Marana doing her uh, her big event, the Fall Festival. So, unfortunately for you guys, I'm at my lonesome. I do have the three dogs, and uh, yeah. So Arizona lost forty nine to thirty nine. I had a feeling the game would be close. Um, this is pretty similar to what I thought would happen in the sense where at the end of the day, Arizona's defense just isn't going to stop any type of good offense. That's really where we're at. And, and I've said this before, there's there's no way that's being fixed. Uh, basically, your hope for a win is that Arizona does what it did tonight in uh, outscore, you know, try to put up 40 points a game, or you play a team like a Washington State or an ASU whose offense maybe isn't as dynamic as a lot of these teams are. And I think, to, to be fair, you know, you got to look at some of the offenses in this conference. Washington is putting up major yardage every game, putting up major points every game. Not an excuse for what happened tonight, but it's not as if Washington's offense is bad. Even in its losses, it was putting up 40 points Uh, per game you take a look at the UCLA offense and USC offense I mean these are right now some of the best offenses in the country again in the Oregon offense as well it doesn't excuse what is happening Um, and, and I think what makes this game frustrating is that Arizona went on the road to Washington was opening up as 17 point underdogs I think it closed at 14 and really was, was in this game. I mean it was a stop away from potentially winning this football game and and just couldn't make it. And so uh we'll start with uh Michael Penix. I mean Washington's school record for passing yardage in a game. He actually what's funny is that he actually finished with a lower passing rating than Jaden Delora uh by a point. But he went 36 of 44 for 516 yards. And four touchdowns. Uh, he did whatever he wanted. And most of that was just the complete lack of pass rush. Now, Arizona finished with six tackles for loss a week after finishing with none. And you say, oh, well, that's great. But the problem is, none of them were sacks. Um, basically, what we saw is Arizona has been focusing so much on stopping the run and sold out. It felt like sold out to stop the run. And, and it finally worked, but it gave up the pass. And what we saw was that Arizona secondary just isn't very good either. And Arizona secondary, in terms of yardage, was actually rated decently because of all the rushing yards. It's similar to, like, if you remember when Arizona played Colorado, like Colorado game notes were like, Colorado is only allowing 140 pass yards a game. And it's like, well, yeah, because they're allowing 300 yards rushing. That's what Arizona is as well. Arizona against the run 29 attempts 79 yards that's only 2.7 yards a carry that's pretty damn good like Arizona's I mean Wayne Talapapa had 10 carries for 18 yards Arizona had six tackles for loss more than Washington Uh, the issue is that it it came at the expense of the secondary Um, you know it's It doesn't matter how good of corners you are. It could be the best corners in college football. If you give a quarterback eight seconds to throw, he's finding a way to complete that pass, and the receivers are finding a way to get open. It's just not possible to allow a quarterback to have that much time. And what we saw was the more time he had, the easier stuff was in the middle of the field. Now, that's not excusing Arizona secondary at all. Um, you know, I tweeted this. I thought trade on Stokes um, to be blunt played by probably the worst game I've seen him play. I mean, just got absolutely beat up, fell on one play, got lost on a few other plays. Uh, just really to the point where you kind of watch it and you wonder, you know, yeah, he had that pass breakup late in the game, but you watch him and you kind of wonder to yourself, man, there there really isn't anyone else, you know, and and it's and it was a similar feeling to when we watched Gunnar Maldonado struggle and it was like there's there's really no one else or Colby Cage, there's really no one else. And what we found this week is that there was. I mean, Jacob Manu, to be fair, had ten tackles, two and a half tackles for loss. DJ Warnell, eleven tackles. Uh at and a pass breakup and half a tackle for loss. He had the holding call late in the game, which was bullshit. And I thought overall if you take a look at, you know, I don't know what the grades are gonna be or any of that, but if you take a look at the two best defenders against Washington, I think you can make a very easy case that it was Warnell and Manu. I think Mane was probably, at times, the best defender on the field. Now, that's not a great thing because a true freshman starting, I think it's a second game technically because Arizona started three linebackers against North Dakota State. But technically speaking, uh, for him to be the best, it's like, oh, it's a bright future, but then you're like, what happened to the other guys? And, you know, when you watch – what Arizona's defensive line has been this year, you could blame coaching and I can't argue because I, it's very hard for me to decipher coaching versus personnel on a, on a team that won one game last year. Right. A lot of times you look and you look at defenses that have talent and you say to yourself, you know, Oh, if the defense is getting killed, you go, well, clearly it's the coordinator, you know, and and stuff like that. If, if, or or if you look at, like, USC's defense last year versus this year, it's more aggressive, it's forcing turnovers, it's getting more sacks. Clearly, Alex Grinch is making a difference. They have plenty of talent. Arizona doesn't have a talent. With that being said, there are multiple guys on this defense that have taken step backs or just have been nowhere to be seen. Uh, The first one that comes to mind is Keon Bars. I mean, to to be blunt, he's been awful this year. He was the guy that people said we're all – we would be – Contending for all Pac-12 honors, and I was one of them. I thought he would have a great season. He has been a complete non-factor. Uh, Jerry Roberts has been a complete non-factor. He gets tackles, but he's he's been completely out of position. Christian Young is one of the lowest-graded guys on Arizona's defense this year. After Jed Fish spent a good portion of the offseason saying how good he was and how improved he would be, he has not been good. He has been bad. Jalen Harris had a one and a half tackles for loss. That's probably his best stat line of the season. He's been nowhere to be found. Jackson Turner has been the best returning defensive player. Christian Roland Wallace, for the most part, has been solid, but there's only so much he can do. But I think you have confidence knowing that he's fine defensively. But, I mean, you look at a guy like Jaden Young, great kid, was in there because of Gunnar Maldonado or other situations, probably not the guy that should be playing against his offense. Hunter Reckles has not been good in run containment. Uh, We talked about Stukes, who kind of took a step back. I mean, there's guys that, simply put, aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. There's no improvement. And you could blame that on coaching. You could blame that on scheme. You could blame that individually. I mean, it's, it's really hard to tell. But it's not a problem that's all of a sudden going to fix itself. If I was the head coach, which I'm not, but I mentioned that I would bench Colby Cage. I kind of killed him a little bit. And then last week I said, you know, when I'm watching the order game, I said, Warnell has to start. To me, you know, Rutherford's hurt. He's not as bad as Stooks has been, believe it or not. Um, I know people are hard on Rutherford. But you have a bye week. I know you're facing USC and UCLA. But is there really harm in playing DiCario Davis or Ephesians' prize sophomore? Is Arizona's defense going to be worse? Or can you make at least the, and I don't know what those guys look like in practice. They could be awful in practice. I fully admit that. But I'm always of the belief is could it be worse? Arizona just allowed 516 yards and only eight incompletions on 44 pass attempts. An 82% rating. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. dropped 28 points against Utah in the first half. So what's the difference? Arizona's going to let up 49 or 56 against USC. At least you can make the Jacob Manu argument where you're giving young players experience. Jed Fish, Johnny Nance, and I said, look, we're going to play the younger guys and give them experience. And there are other guys that got in today. Uh, Sterling Lane, I believe he got in at times. I think there were other younger players where they didn't necessarily get in the box score, but, but they got in at times. And so... The defense is just the most frustrating part. I, I said something online and Keon Bar's dad went at me, which I disagree with and I'm not dizzy any parents. They've got more skin in the game than I do, but I said it's a shame that the offense's performances are being wasted by how bad the defense is, and he said I was biased and I needed to kill that storyline. But it is very, very clearly uh, a real storyline, right? Like, it's it's... I mean, how, how could you not? And it's Arizona's offense put up 526 yards. 526 yards. It averaged 7.7 7 yards of play. It averaged 16 yards a completion, right? It had 31 first downs and didn't turn the ball over, but Lost. Like, if you're producing those type of offensive numbers, you should be winning games. Jaden DeLore was 25 of 34 for 400 yards, four touchdowns, and didn't turn the ball over, and added 41 rushing yards. He ran the ball well, right? His biggest mistake of the game was taking the two sacks towards the end. He had to leave the game with a, uh, a sprained ankle. I, I think he'll be fine. He was moving around on the sideline. But those were his only mistakes, was probably taking those sacks. But again... When you're Washington, you're putting your ears back. They had four sacks, five tackles for loss, getting Delore running for his life at times. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to get too upset. I, I think the offensive line, you know, hasn't been awful, but I think that's one of those positions where you need to change. I really do. Because uh, it's, it's a situation where Peyton Fierce just ain't it. <laughs> He's not it. He got killed all night by Washington's edge rushers. He put Arizona in bad positions. He hasn't been good all season. You know, why not try a a situation where Sam Lange hasn't been awful, right? Put him in the game. See what JT Hand or Leaf Magnuson could do at Garden and kind of go from there, right? It, because it, it's just the offensive line just isn't working with Peyton Fierce. And I think you have a bye week. You have to really assess the personnel. Like, you have to really take a, a deep dive. This is usually when coaches – you know take a look at their coaching staff and make moves Is during bye weeks so a lot of times had coaches get fired coordinators get fired whatever it is because you're looking at everything and if you're jed fish you need to look at everything and that is probably the one weakness on this offense jonah coleman was fine dj williams was fine probably should have got more touches that drop pass was really bad but six carries for 32 yards isn't bad tmac seven catches 132 yards two touchdowns this was his i'm a five-star game <laughs> Just in case you forgot, uh, I thought Washington defended him so dumb, like playing T Mac in press coverage like that against with a smaller corner, like Jordan Perry. It just it makes absolutely no sense. Jacob Cowing is as good as advertised. Dorian Singer, Tanner McLaughlin, the passing game, the offense as a whole was fine. No complaints. Um, you know, overall, it just I could probably talk all podcast about the. You know, I could talk all podcast about the defense, really, because that's where the game was lost. Uh, a few things I'm sure people will will bring up. I wish I had Shelby's voice to kind of break this up. You know what I'm saying? But a few a few things. Uh, I don't mind the onside kick whatsoever in the slightest. I don't understand the mindset of people that did not like the onside kick. It made perfect sense to me. Your defense isn't stopping anyone. You want to maximize your offensive possessions. You do the onside kick. What's the difference if you're giving them a long field or a short field? They're scoring every time they touch the ball anyway, pretty much. Take the onside kick. Let's say you recover, you score, you maximize your offensive possessions. It's a different ball game, right? Um, the other one is at the end. Some people are saying, why didn't he kick the field goal earlier? I'm convinced that's because Ted Robinson, who didn't know his head from his ass tonight. Uh, was telling people that that's what they should do, even though Yogi Roth was just sitting there listening to him. The reason you don't kick the field goal early is, A, if it misses, you're done, and B, you don't know if you're going to get that close to the end zone again. Dolores shouldn't have taken those sacks, clearly, but if you're that close to the end zone, you're wasting an opportunity for an easier touchdown. Let's say you recover the onside kick. No team in the Pac-12 has recovered an onside kick this season, FYI. But let's say you recover that onside kick and you're on the 50. Well, now you have to go 50 yards to score as opposed to to the 15 yards that you had to go before, right, when you could really only go 20 yards and give yourself a chance at the field goal. That's why you don't kick it right away. You're giving your team the best shot you can at scoring because you're closer to the end zone than maybe you would be otherwise. So overall, um, you know, there's there's really – there's not – we're gonna we have a bye week i'm gonna jump into the defense we're still gonna have a football podcast this week where i really take a dive into the issues with this defense but i understand the coaching arguments i don't know if it's just johnny nansen's fault I, it's not just johnny nansen's fault but if you want to put some blame on him that's fine you know uh, i don't think he has the clear personnel but you know you can make an argument uh, i think it's an easy argument to make why weren't Jacob Manu? and D.J. Warnell playing before. Again, I don't know what happens in practice, but it was pretty damn obvious to everyone watching the game, despite the yardage given up, that it was mostly on the defensive front, that Warnell and Monty were fine, especially Monty. Very, very proud of him. (laughs) Very happy with his play as a true freshman. Thinks he deserves plenty of kudos. Um, Should start every game from here on out the rest of the season. Shouldn't even be a debate. And judging by what Jed Fish said after the game, and complimenting him, I, I think that'll be the case. But I think Arizona's biggest issues are on the defensive front. I think guys have taken a step back. You want to blame them on Ricky Hundley, go for it. I don't care. You know, again, that's up to you. And, and Mike, like you, you can't argue. You really can't. When Arizona's getting no pressure whatsoever, and you and, and you feel if you feel they have the personnel, so be it. Now, the problem is I don't feel they have the personnel. Like Jalen Harris hasn't really done much in his career at Arizona. Uh, I will say, Keon Bars has taken a clear step back. Paris Shand, you know, was was kind of nowhere to be seen tonight. Um, it, it's it's difficult. It, it's just difficult to kind of fix. So overall, that's a recruiting thing. You're not going to fix it overnight. So with that being said, little 20 minute post game. We're going to have more stuff. A lot of basketball content this week. Arizona has a bye. I'm curious what happens with personnel. I'm curious if Fish sits down and takes a look at the defensive coaching staff in year two. I'm not saying I expect anyone to get fired, but I think usually, again, this is the time where you kind of reassess everything. So with that being said, appreciate you guys for joining me. Have a fantastic weekend. We'll do a podcast um, again this weekend. 49-39 is the final from Seattle.